Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you. I'm sure that like me, you've been to your share of weddings. Most weddings follow a similar format, which includes promises made by the happy couple to one another. They usually promise to be true to each other and to stick together no matter what. I've seen some weddings in which they try to get creative. What I've never seen is a ceremony in which each laid down certain rules that the other must follow if the marriage was to continue. They promised to love each other and be faithful in all circumstances. But there usually isn't a detailed contract that is signed. Weddings are about love. The assumption is that each partner is accepting the other just as they are, or at least as they have found them to be so far. It's amazing how much you learn after the wedding, but that's another subject. My point is this. The glue that holds a marriage together is love, not rules. But I'm not really talking about marriage today. I want to talk about our Christian faith in general. When I was growing up, there were certainly rules that were a vital part of our Christianity. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't cuss, don't dance, and don't... Well, you know the other one. We don't really like to mention it explicitly. If you avoided these no-nos, you were doing pretty good as a Christian. And if you read your Bible sometimes and went to church every Sunday, well, you had it together. Some of you, especially those who didn't grow up in the same part of the country as I did, may find those particular rules to be somewhat quaint. But I'm guessing there were rules in your church, just maybe not the same ones. I'm not really sure what they would be, but I'll bet you had them. The fact that different brands of Christianity have different rules ought to make us stop and think a bit. Shouldn't there be just one set of rules for this religion? Let's bring the Bible into our discussion. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul writes, Are we beginning again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts, to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ, delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Paul was confident that the Corinthians themselves and their faith in Christ, as imperfect as it may have been, affirmed the authenticity of his ministry. Paul didn't need letters of recommendation. These Corinthians were enough. They were letters not written with ink, but written by the Holy Spirit in the hearts of these disciples of Jesus. But then he goes on to make sure that nobody thinks he's boasting in his own abilities as an apostle. His ability and effectiveness came from God, he said, and his ministry was that of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter 
kills, but the Spirit gives life. What does that mean? Paul here is contrasting his work in the gospel with the former covenant administered by Moses. The terms of the old covenant could be summed up something like this. Obey and live, disobey and die. It was a covenant of rules. Now, let me quickly say that they weren't bad rules. They were good. Don't murder people. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't cheat on your spouse. We should all live this way. But if we base our relationship with God on keeping his rules, we're in big trouble because we always fail. So a different approach was needed. This approach is a new covenant. This new covenant was initiated by God and fulfilled in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. When Christians share in the communion service that Jesus instituted, we recite his words, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This covenant was made in the death of Jesus Christ. When Jesus dies, it didn't first secure an agreement that we would agree to his terms. He didn't ask us to promise to keep the current terms of the covenant before he went to the cross. He just did it. Through his death, Jesus opened the door to life, to whoever chooses to come to him in faith. There is no probationary period when you enter the covenant. You enter this relationship knowing that God loves you with an everlasting love. And that love is based on his own character and not on our ability to keep the rules. Now, some may say, if this is true, then we can do whatever we want. We can sin as much as we like, and it won't matter. If you say that, I seriously doubt that you have ever entered into this covenant in Jesus' blood. For when we come face to face with Calvary, we see a love that completely reorders our lives. Paul put it like this in that same letter to the Corinthians. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. When you truly experience the love of Christ, when you enter his heart, your outlook on everything changes. You gain a new desire, a new motivation for life. As Paul said, when we see that Christ died for us, for us who were still deep in our sin, then we begin to see that life is now to be lived not for self, but for the one who died for us and rose again from the grave. The letter kills. When a relationship is based on rules, it can't flourish. It can't live. Rules deal out death. Imagine a marriage based entirely on a list of rules. It's unthinkable. Marriages that do descend into a rule-based relationship don't last. There can be no true happiness there. Happiness is in any relationship is based on unconditional love. Now, you may say, what about somebody's job? Is, is that relationship based on unconditional love? No, it's based on an agreement. You do this, and I'll pay you this. 
So how many of you who have jobs are in love with your boss? Not many, I imagine. You work to get paid. Hopefully you get some satisfaction from the work itself, but not everybody does. Many people hate their jobs. They can't wait till quitting time, you know, when they can go home to the one they love and who loves them unconditionally. What is your faith like? Have you been trying to live by rules or love? I would encourage you to spend time daily with Christ in prayer and in his word. Focus your heart on his love for you. Remember how he forgave all your sin, not because you cleaned up your act, but because you carried your sin, because he carried your sin in his own body at the cross. He suffered for you because of his undying love for you. Think about that every day. Walk in the love. Live in that love. Let it be the air you breathe and the ground you walk on. When you begin to live like that, you will begin to know a freedom in your heart that rules cannot give. The Apostle John wrote these beautiful words, Let them enter deeply into your soul. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Heavenly Father, if there is somebody listening to me today who is living in a rule-based relationship, they're living in fear, and fear that they will fail to keep the rules, and they will. Fear of the punishment that comes from breaking the rules. They have not been perfected in love, and I pray that they will be, that they will just catch a glimpse of this unconditional love of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they will just lay aside their fears, lay aside their idea of, of keeping the rules so God will love them, and just abide in that unconditional love, and thus be transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. In his name I pray, amen. My dear friends, we are seeking to preach this gospel of the love of Christ, the unconditional love of Christ, at the Bread of Life Anglican Church, where we're planting a new work in the Schenectady, New York area. We meet every Sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning at the American Legion Hall, which is located at 1809 Union Street. If you live in that area, if you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.